welcome to Center Sunday with the Resilient Me with your host, Sharice Shy Holmes. This month, if you got a chance to see my Instagram post on October 1st, I was informing the tribe that we're focusing on discussing how to be the bag in 2020. Now, I know that term, be the bag, is not always popular with everyone. So I kind of want to break that down first, and then we're going to dive in. So it actually came from a slang term called secure the bag, called (laughs) a slang phrase entitled secure the bag, which kind of started in hip hop. Um, And then I think more recently in 2020, it became more popular due to uh, presidential candidate Andrew Yang discussing his basic universal income of giving Americans $1,000 per month without having to do anything. So they started using the phrase, secure the bag, secure the bag. Um, But just to give you a greater context on what it means, in simple terms, securing the bag means creating the life you desire by basically managing your money well. That's what it is. Creating the life you desire by managing your money well. Now, I'm upgrading it. Well, I wouldn't say it was me. I think I've seen this at least a couple times. Um... Uh, talking about being the bag instead of securing the bag you be the bag so here's my interpretation of being the bag instead of chasing after all of these luxury type items you know fancy lofts and expensive cars and luxury goods instead of chasing after all those things to prove that you're managing your money well You instead invest in yourself and make sure that at the end of the day, you are firm, you are stable, and you are secure. So if the economy goes left, you can definitely go right. If someone decides to lay you off your job, you're already settled and you've got your next move in the pipeline. That's what it means to be the bag instead of securing the bag. So... We're going to focus this entire month talking about how to be the bag in 2020. So what that means to you is we're going to be discussing a lot about business mindset, starting your own business, your purpose, talking about why you can't get the job if you've applied many times or tried and can't seem to land those interviews, what's going on with your resume, how to negotiate a raise. If you're deciding, hey, I think I actually want to leave my my job, I actually am interviewing some people this month that are going to help us discuss and unpack how to create an exit plan from your job so that you can start your business. So we're, it's going to be career and business focused this month. So if you guys have any ideas or anything you'd like me to know or questions you want me to ask, my next three Centered Sundays will have featured guests on them. That are that are people who have degrees in the field um, of either HR or um, some aspect of business. Please shoot your questions to me. Um, if you have any questions about interviewing or resumes or LinkedIn or any of those, shoot them to me, and I'll make sure that I compose them within the the next three weeks um, when I'm interviewing. 
All right, so let's dive in. The first part is three parts, three components to how to be the bag in 2020. And let me just say this. I do, I am aware that it's October. So to say like how to be the bag in 2020 almost makes it sound like this is the end of the year. Why are you bringing this up now? And I'm sharing this because I've seen, I mean, we've seen such huge economic shifts in the last six, seven months. And I don't want people in the tribe to become fearful or to be living in scarcity or lack and deciding to make moves that aren't actually going to be beneficial to them. Because when you are the bag, that means it doesn't matter what's going on in politics. It doesn't matter what the economy is doing. It doesn't matter what your your boss or, or the CEO is doing. You are prepared, you are able, and you are resilient. This is really all that this is about. I want to discuss how you can be resilient in tumultuous financial times, all right? So the first part to being the bag in 2020, the first piece, and this one has like multiple components to it, so this will probably be the longest one out of the three that I discussed with you today. But the first thing you need to know is you have to bet on yourself. Now, this sounds like a no-brainer, but if I asked you if you had certain ideas, skills, or talents, and or ambitions or goals that you haven't pursued yet because you didn't think you were qualified, because you didn't think you had the right look, or because you thought you needed more time or more education, or you needed to know this person or that person, or you've set yourself up to believe that you needed to have some extraneous combination of things in order for you to pursue this goal, that would tell me that you were not betting on yourself. Now, betting on yourself means I am the security. I am the security. I know within Charisse that if anything happens, if they were to say, hey, you know, you you no longer can work for this company or something were to shift in financially in this world for me, or in, I guess you say the world for all of us right now, I cannot bet on my job being my security. I can't bet on my president being my security, no matter who it is, really. doesn't doesn't matter which political party, actually. Um, I think people really need to get that out of their head. Um, it doesn't matter... You know, if I'm I'm thinking that the CEO or my boss really likes me, so they wouldn't fire me or they wouldn't lay me off. Listen, at the end of the day, they're trying to keep their job too, okay? So if they get told to lay you off, guess what? They're going to lay you off. So you have to know that you are the security, that I am the one that can rise to the occasion if anything were to come my way. I have a skill set. I have knowledge, I have tools within me that I could use to re, to to rebound, to bounce back quickly, okay? So you have to bet on yourself. Self. How do you bet on yourself? Let me ask you this. Have you done an assessment of your skills and talents lately? Hmm? Have you? What are you good at? Think about those things. What are your gifts? What are your talents? What are your skills that come very naturally to you? Maybe take a moment to jot all of the things you do down at work to decide what you're good at. And then also I want you to step outside that realm and think about things you do naturally that you don't get paid for, that you truly do enjoy. 
take an inventory of what you're good at. And then I need you to become a student of your competency and make it consistent. So whatever it is you're good at, whether it's customer service, whether it's technology, you're, you're a techie, you like all that stuff, or data analytics, or some aspect of a creative calling, you need to make sure that you become competent in your skills and your talents and your gifts. This is how you become the bag. This is how you know you are the security. Because when you become competent in whatever your gifts and skills and talents are, that means that you can reproduce, not at random, but on a consistent basis. That given any situation, I can adapt my skills, they're transferable, and I know I can land myself a new position, another client, and another contract. But if you just kind of let your gifts and skills um, be unattended and you're just going to work and just doing this stuff day to day and not really taking uh, perspective on what it is that you do and then becoming a master at it, if a situation arises and you felt that you were unprepared, you're going to look back at all that time that you did not take uh, deep interest in what you were good at and wish you had more time. So this again is how you are the bag. This is how you guarantee that your name is security for you because you've been a student of your own gifts, skills, and talents. Do not allow those things to just haphazardly or randomly uh, uh, happen. If you're good at dancing, if you're good at singing, you're good at writing poetry, or you're good at... um. Analyzing information, building databases, drawing, whatever it is, it needs to be something that you actually pour your time into to perfect it and become really good and consistent at, at producing great results. Now, the next thing you need to cover underneath this is do you know and understand why you're good at it? What makes you good at it? That's your unique aspect. That's your selling point. That's your pitching point. It doesn't matter if you have your own business. It doesn't matter if you're trying to sell yourself to the interviewer that's sitting in front of you. If you understand and know why you're good at something, you can highlight to the other person what it is that you bring to the table that they're not going to be able to get from anybody else. Again, this is your security. This is how you create security for yourself. And then ask yourself, do you trust yourself to produce results? Can you, if you were required to produce the same results and you weren't getting paid for it, would you be able to produce something in the same manner and do it well? Could you repackage it and sell it to someone else? Could you try and decide, hey, maybe I don't need to be an employee anymore. Maybe I can be an independent contractor and I can contract my work out to multiple companies that way I don't have to depend on just one to, to say, hey, we need your skills. But now, you know, if one person says, oh, we can't use you this week, I've got four other people that I'm already working with. So I'm guaranteeing myself that at least I'd have to get four to five no's before I'd have to be like, okay, I guess it's time to go back to the drawing board. Assess whether or not you trust yourself to produce your, your results. Would you really bet on you? Would you, if you... If you were your manager, what, would you give yourself a raise? <laughs> would you give yourself a promotion? 
Would you say, oh my gosh, that's a hardworking employee? I mean, we have to be honest with ourselves. If you're goofing and spending a lot of time on the internet or a lot of time texting and uh, scrolling, uh, watching Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and whatever else and all the latest news alerts on your phone, listen, we already know you can't you can't be the bag in 2020 because you are solely dependent on just being comfortable. You have to get out of the space of being comfortable with what you already have if you really want to feel secure. Because that means that they can snatch that comfortability away from you at any single given moment. And then you'll be left panicking, you'll be left in anxiety, and you'll be left in worry. But when you're building yourself, you're building your skills, and you know that you, it doesn't matter if you work for someone else or if you work for yourself, you have a business. You are your brand. You are the C. I'm the CEO of Sharice. It doesn't matter who I'm working for or if I'm working only in my business. I am the CEO of Sharice. I have a brand and a reputation that I have to maintain. And that's how you have to look at yourself. Sometimes when we go into work for someone else, we look at it like, oh, that person's the CEO or that person's in charge of me. No, I am in charge of what I produce, my results, the quality what it means when Sharice hands you something or delivers something to you, I'm stamping my seal of value on everything that I produce. What are you known for at work, amongst your coworkers or with your managers? Those performance evaluations, yeah, I know sometimes they are trash, but at the same time, they're giving you an assessment. They're giving you feedback of what they think about your work and your quality. And there are times where you do have to sift through the crap to get to stuff that could actually help you. Take those seriously. That's that's opportunity for you to improve and perfect what you're already doing. And to know, hey, I'm doing good in these areas. Let's, let's kick it up even more. And then I want to ask you this last question. Do you invest in yourself? A lot of times we don't feel secure because we don't really... We, we're giving out at our jobs or in our businesses, but we don't have anyone pouring into us. We, and, and we're not investing in coaches, mentors, classes, services. We just expect like, okay, we're going to go to work and they're going to teach us this. And if they don't teach it to me, then, then I'm not going to look for anything else outside of that. Well, the, if you don't really like your job that much, that's one thing. But if you do, like you should be outside of work figuring out how you can improve your skills. And if it's not something that you want to do with work-related, then what classes, what what mentors, what coaches have you invested in? This it, To me, it's like the most ridiculous thing to believe that you're going to get ahead financially and not have to invest in yourself. And I'm, and I'm talking outside of college. Don't even get me started on college and the ridiculousness of these classes and tuition and all that. But I mean, let's just be honest. We all know college is not enough. So we're taking that off the table. Yeah, you did invest in yourself. You got that degree. Now we're sitting in $50,000, $60,000 worth of student loan debt. But outside of that, what are you doing to invest in yourself? I have talked to too many people who want to get a new job, but they will not invest in a resume writing service. They refuse to pay the $100, $200, $300. I think I've seen some as high as $500 to present something to an employer that's going to set them apart for the job that they want to get. They just can't see themselves doing it. And I hate to say it to them, and I still say it anyway, 
because you want to invest in yourself, you will continue to fight at what I would call bottom of the barrel or middle of the barrel type people who believe the same way you believe, who aren't fixing their resumes, who aren't investing in themselves and still keep spitting out the same old gunk they've been using for the last 10 years. You look like everybody else. And I'm telling you this as someone who has done multiple rounds of hiring on my job. I wish I could, <laughs> I wish I could show you guys some of the resumes that I've seen that actually made it past our uh, keyword computers, a word search system. Like, I'm like, why would you even send this to someone to re like, this is, this is the only impression that I have of you. And this is what you thought you wanted to give me. Like, oh my God, it's the worst. I think I'm going to do a whole live to just break that down because the mediocrity that I see in these resumes and you're asking for a job that's going to pay you $80,000, please take a seat. Please take a seat. You're already telling me you're not going to work and you're lazy and you're just going to throw the same resume out there for the last 10 years. And I can tell because of the dates and things that you've used on there. Nuh-uh, nuh-uh. So invest in yourself. Invest in where you want to go. Find yourself a coach. Pay the money. There are career coaches that will coach you and teach you how to create a resume, how to create a proper LinkedIn profile, or there's also done-for-you services. There are people who will teach you how to do a proper interview, what kind of questions to ask, how to negotiate your salary, but you won't invest in them. And it's, it's to me, sometimes I get a little bit discouraged when I see the same people that are complaining about not being able to get a job, spending money on all kinds of uh, frivolous things, what I would call frivolous things that, that will not help you make more money. Whether it's buying, um, Trinkets for your car, to clothes, to bags, to more hair, bundles, not necessary. You could spend money on all that stuff because it's aesthetics. It gives you a look. But where you could really make some moves, you don't want to spend the money on a coach. Oh, $497? She won $497? Oh, no. I can't afford that. Okay. Okay, then. All right. When you sit at that desk two years later, just remember what you said. <laughs> like, I hate saying that. It's a harsh truth, truth. But you have to invest in yourself. And I'm saying if you don't have the 497, that's fine. Maybe you go find a resume writer who can do a resume for you for $97. That has good reviews and testimonials, okay? I happen to be a very darn good resume writer. I don't charge people because I make them work with me. It's not a done for you service. It's a done with me service. And I can almost guarantee you that every, like out of all the people who ask me to, to fix their resume, I let them know, first of all, it's not a done for you type thing. It's a done with you type thing. And I teach you how to do it on purpose because you have to tailor your resume to every single job that you're pitching to. So if I do one resume for you and you take that one resume, you try and apply to 10 different jobs, you're not going to get as many responses back as you would like. So I have to teach you how to do it so that you know how to tweak it moving forward for all the different jobs that you want to apply for. People don't want to do the work. It's so ridiculous how lazy people are. I've had multiple people. I've explained. I said, this process is rigorous. It's going to take you some hours. Like you have to think in your mind that you're willing to put at least three to five hours to fix your resume. 
before it's complete. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready, Sharice. I really want to get this job. I can, I think I can count maybe three people out of, I can't even remember. I think at first I was helping people uh, without explaining the process. And um, so I got a lot of people that, that once I sent some of my initial changes to them, they just stopped responding, <laughs> which is really, they just got overwhelmed. They like, just looked at all the edits and they were like, wait, what? <laughs> you want me to research what? You want me to do what? <laughs> like, no. Um, and then I would start with some people and then they would not follow the directions of what I asked them to do. And so then they would drop off there. I can't even tell you. It's a lot, y'all. And so it just got to the point where I just said, look, no, I'm not like, and, and the people who have actually, it's crazy. The people who actually have listened to me and gone through the rigorous process with me, they've all landed jobs and they landed jobs within two weeks of completing their resume, like jobs, y'all actual jobs okay but the thing is i realized that people don't people first of all don't want to pay and then they want you to do it for them for free I, oh i heard you were good yeah no mm -mm. i put i put hours into to revamping people's resumes so i do not do them anymore at all period so i told i told somebody i said uh go and find you a resume writer <laughs> like if you don't really want to do the work go find you a resume writer that's not what this is here i actually thought i was teaching you something i'm trying to give you a skill and you could teach it to somebody else but what they normally do they get they they get their resume fixed and a lot of times they'll not a lot of times every single time they do get the job so then they start telling their family and their friends like oh my gosh he's so good i've been applying for jobs for like three months four months and i couldn't get one interview and I and she helped me and now I've got you know multiple interviews to actually multiple interviews and so they start telling their family and then they get a message like hey do you mind helping out and I'm like nope 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 uh-uh because I actually feel like it's a transferable skill that you need to learn but the reason why people do it and they reach out, number one, because my, my resume changes do get results. And number two, because people just don't want to do the work. They don't want to spend the time. So I'm telling you, invest in yourself if you do not want to do to spend the time. Or go on YouTube, learn something. But you can only get so much with free content. Like, you, at some point, yo, we got to put, put our card down on the table and say, I need a coach, I need a mentor, I need services, I need a class, somebody help me. I need to get myself out of this rut. Because listen, if what you were if what you were doing was working, then you wouldn't be where you're at right now. If it's not working, then you need to go ask somebody else to help you. And I'm not talking about your aunt or your uncle or your friend or whoever. I'm talking about someone you know for sure has the expertise to shift you out of your current hole or your rut or your plateau, wherever you, wherever you're feeling you're at. All right. Just, I went on a rant on that one. <laughs> I just said, listen, if you don't hear anything else, you have to invest in yourself. Okay. That's how you know you are the security. Okay. Number two, do not stress about your status. Okay. So number one was bet on yourself. Number two is don't stress about your status. What do you mean, Sharice? A lot of times, we get focused on other people and we look at, oh, she just started her business. Oh, she got promoted. Oh, she just bought a house. Oh, he just got a new car. 
And you get so distracted on what everybody else is doing that you start to belittle and degrade how far you've come. When you're talking about you being the security, that means you're not focused on anybody else and their progress. You're focused on your skills, your talents, your gifts, your knowledge, your abilities, and what you have in your hand. I can't go to somebody else's house and take what they got in their hand and then try and go and work it. That's not what God gave me to work. I got to work what God gave Sharice to work. But when I'm oh too busy looking over there to the right, oh, what, oh he's starting a business. Well, maybe I should go start it. Oh, he's doing it. She's doing a blog. Maybe I should start a blog. Oh, she's writing a book. Maybe I should write a book. Oh, dang. She's on her third journal. I haven't even finished writing my first one. Don't waste your time comparing any 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 of what your goals are to someone else's. It is a distraction, period, point blank. I mean, is it point blank? It was point blank, period. <laughs> I said it wrong. In any case, it is a distraction, all right? And the second thing I want you to know is don't focus on your gap. So your gap is the difference between where you desire to be or what you desire to have and where you currently are. Those those two things, focusing on other people and focusing on your gap are pure straight distractions. And what happens is it creates breeding ground for self-doubt. That is the, the those to, those kind of distractions, focusing on other people and focusing on your gap, all it does is create self-doubt. It makes you feel inadequate. You cannot create abundance. You cannot create security. You cannot create confidence from a place of lack. It just won't happen. So this is, you got to move that off the table. I don't care what anybody else is doing. All I know is I got a little flour. I got a little sugar. I got a little butter. I got a little vanilla extract and I'm going to work on all the ingredients I have. And I'm going to make myself a cake and I'm going to make it to the best of my ability instead of paying attention to what other people are creating. All right. Number three, let your purpose lead you. Your purpose is what you were put on this world to do on this earth. <laughs> so I mixed two things I was thinking in my head, put Put on this earth to do. That's what I meant to say. (laughs) All right. Your purpose is what you were put on this earth to do. To manifest in the world. Why would you want to go to a place that you don't like? With people you throw shade at. And spend eight to nine hours a day. Sometimes ten depending on what kind of hours you work and the traffic you drive in. With your one precious life. One precious life. Are you listening to me? I said you have one precious life. Do not waste your time at a place that you hate. All right? Now, I know this for a fact. People, okay. I would like to say about 90% of the time, people do not leave jobs they leave management most of the time if you don't like your job it's usually your manager and the culture that they've created that type of environment but 
if you find yourself in a culture in which you do not like, and it also makes you not like your job, it's time for you to find somewhere else to go. You got one precious life, boo, and you spending a lot of your time at this location with these people. It's almost like, you. well, I mean, if you work from home, you don't have to see them as much, but it's almost like you see those people more than you see your own family sometimes. So it might as well be somewhere that you love to be. So this is why I'm saying lead with your purpose. Think about this. If you are in that type of situation where you just don't want to be there anymore, or maybe everybody's cool, but you just don't want to be there anymore. Follow your deepest yearnings of what you want to create. Take some time to jot that down. Do not shoot down any of your ideas. Just brainstorm, brainstorm, brainstorm. What could I create? Oh, maybe I could create a in-home healthcare company. If you are healthcare oriented and you like serving people or you understand, what do they call those people? Um, Not billers, biller coders. (laughs) I can't think of it. The people that send out the bills to the insurance companies. If you have those kind of skills, um, if you have other skills where you like working with special needs children, maybe you can open up a company that has to something or services children around that. I mean, if you have some sort of deep yearning within you, you see a problem in society, in your city, um, in your group of friends that you can serve, that you can fill the gap. That could be what your purpose is. Now, let us let me just say this, though, when it comes to purpose. I feel like a lot of times we put so much pressure on ourselves to be like, I have to have the perfect idea in order to quit my job. And if I don't have the perfect idea and the strategy and the goals on how to get to A to Z, then I'm not going to do it. First of all, life is not linear. You may start the home health care company and then decide excuse me in the meantime that there's one specific area that you're really 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 good at and you're like hmm I actually like staffing and you can transition or 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 find another partner to come on and manage certain aspects of the business with you and you just focus on the staffing and maybe you end up creating a massive staffing company where you're now doing x-ray techs, CT techs, nurses, doctors, and you've expanded the company from just being in-home healthcare to staffing hospitals and staffing other healthcare agencies. You see what I'm saying? Like, but it isn't until you actually get started, like actually put your foot in the water that you start to learn how to swim, that you start to find your stroke and your stride. But if you just sit on the side of sidelines of the pool and you're like, oh, I bet you the water's too cold. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to float. Like all of those things are speculation. You have to try. And as you try and as you move, like God will add to your faith and he'll begin to give you clarity for things you did not see at the starting line. As you move, he reveals. And that's something I think we don't understand and we completely take for granted. God's not going to give you the whole plan at the start. If he told you to do something, if he told you to get started, he's not going to lay the whole thing out for you. He's going to give you bits and pieces. And as you go, the pieces begin to line up almost like Legos. Like they just come together and they start connecting. And so because you were sitting in this meeting, you met someone from the Chamber of Commerce who knew someone who could help you with medical supplies. So maybe now you're also transporting medical supplies. 
this is how this happens. But none of that would have ever been available to you if you didn't decide to sit down and say, I'm going to start. This is a, what is this? Is it, I want to say it's a Chinese proverb. Y'all forgive me if this is not correct. They said the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. Okay. I don't care how many years you've been saying you were going to start this. You were going to do this. You're going to do that. The best second, the second best time for you to start doing it is today, right now. Get going. All right. So you also, another component of that is to understand what you're skilled at or what you're gifted in, which I mentioned on betting on yourself. You got to get real familiar with that in terms of your purpose. Because sometimes those skills and gifts are definitely related to your purpose. And sometimes I feel like they're just gifts that God gives me to enjoy. Because that's Sharice. (laughs) She likes those things. Those things are about her. I'm not sure I'm supposed to give them to other people. But you never know. Like in some grand scheme of things, 10 years from now, this gift that I thought just was for me might actually connect me to somebody in a very interesting way. You have no clue. So... Take it all in, write it all down. If you are in uh, architecture field and you love playing the guitar and you don't know why you have this gift, listen, write that down as a gift. It could be part of your purpose. You have no idea. So list everything and leave nothing out. And then think about this. What makes you angry? Like what, what you just see and you're like, oh my God, this is just horrible or disgusting I can't stand this those types of statements can also lead you to an understanding of your purpose if you do not like seeing the way homeless people get treated that could be connected to your purpose if you don't like seeing how how single mothers struggle to provide for their children that could be part of your purpose if you don't like seeing people look like they're plateauing in their lives and aren't getting progress that could be part of your purpose maybe you want to be a life coach um or you or you're like I just see so many women out here undervaluing themselves and not getting the proper promotions and salary negotiations that they should be I really want to help them okay maybe you're a career coach like or you're like oh my gosh the teaching aspect really really calls to me and I feel like we could do a better job maybe you're called to be in policy and education or maybe you are called to be a teacher so whatever makes you angry pisses you off that you feel like I could help be a solution to the problem or even maybe you don't feel like you could be a solution to problem but it makes you angry angry and passionate enough to feel like you want to do something write that down this is how you get acquainted with your purpose and lead with your purpose And then, of course, what are you passionate about? What could you do for free every single day and still be happy and excited about life that you would absolutely love? For me, it's dancing. I could dance every single day for free and I'd be absolutely happy. Maybe some people like to bake. Maybe some people like to teach. Maybe some people like to work out. Whatever it is that you could do, jot some of those things down. And then my last point under lead with your purpose is don't follow trendy business ideas. Listen, I know everybody has a lash 
company, okay? <laughs> that doesn't mean you need to start selling latches, okay? <laughs> I know everybody's got a boutique. I know uh, it's so much. It's so much. Listen to me. That doesn't mean that you need to sell candles. Now, do not get me wrong, sis. If you if you are anointed to blend them oils just right and you can create the most heavenly scents, then by all means, sell those candles. If you are phenomenal at sewing random pieces of material together and you like making purses for yourself, that could be a gift in which you can sell to someone else. Or if you're like, oh my God, I, I, listen, planning parties is my jam. Maybe you could look into hosting virtual parties, birthday parties, or graduation parties. I mean, there's so many things. Or an event planner. There's so many things that we have that are gifts that come naturally that are exciting and they thrive. They they call they make us feel like we're thriving that we often shut down and turn off and be like, oh, I could never make any money doing that. Those mere words, you just spoke a word curse over your gift. And then you're wondering why you're sitting at that desk frustrated, angry, and upset. You blocked your own blessing and said that, that God could not bless you and make a way for you to live off your gifts, off your callings, off your purpose. That was your word. So you, first of all, you need to go back and cancel those words. <laughs> and second of all, you need to you need to play with your gifts again. Open the door. Open the idea to, hmm, what if I'm wrong? What if I could actually make some money off this and be happy? Like, that's a phenomenal idea. I could actually love my work. <laughs> like, that's crazy, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so this month, this is what I'm talking about. All month, all, how many days is it? October 31st? No, no. <laughs> I got it wrong. We got 25 days left? No. 27 days? Yeah, 27 days. <laughs> Y'all, the days blend together. I just, I'm like, are we on the second? No, we're not. It's not October 2nd, Cherise. <laughs> All right. This is what I'm going to be talking about. I think I said for 27, for the next 27 days, I want you to get excited about your purpose, your gifts, your callings, look at your career, maybe do a reassessment. Is that where you truly want to be? Or are you supposed to be working on a business? Or are you supposed to be moving up in the organization and negotiating a higher salary? And, and hey, listen, it's okay to ask for, for your value that you provide. You don't want to ask anybody to give you more money for something and you're not, you're not, increasing in value but we're going to talk about how you can do that we're going to show you how you can do that this month okay all right my beautiful sisters let's say our affirmations and close out i am wanted i belong i am loved i am wanted I belong and I am loved. I will see you all next week. I think next week we're going to go live at six o'clock for the next three Sundays. I'm, my plan is to go live at six o'clock when I do in any interview. 
So I'm going to try and get better about sharing, notifying, and posting so you guys can be present to ask questions live. Um, but in the event that you can't make it or in the event that sometimes Zoom acts wild and crashes on me and, well, it crashes in Facebook, so I have to end up recording it with just her and I and then reposting the interviews later, um, you can go ahead and send me your questions in advance too. But if we do make it live, I would love to see you on there and then you can ask your questions. I'm bringing in some heavy hitters, so I want you to pick their brains and get the most out of this, um, bringing them into the tribe for a reason because I want you guys to feel feel like you are the bag in 2020. <laughs> All right, have a productive week.